welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. I am your ever humble host, Chris, and tonight I wanted to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. More importantly, the trial of the Tribal Chief. Uh, I was not expecting it to start Smackdown. I kind of thought it was going to be kind of like the last 15-20 minutes. And we all kind of knew that this is where they were going as far as what the next step was. We kind of all knew that SummerSlam was going to be Jim, it was going to be Jay versus Roman for the title. But how we got there was really interesting because you. You weren't expecting what you got. Uh, you know, they they start, you know, Roman comes in and is like, you know, why, why are you even calling this? Like, I'm, you're not the travel chief. I'm the travel chief. You're wasting my time. And they're like, no. You know, like, you know, before you say anything, we have evidence. And they show all the times that Roman has been the way Roman's been. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, and I was like, okay. And then, like, I just thought it was interesting because he immediately was like, oh, my kid's here. Why would you do that? And he got, like, real defensive. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Umbrella service sounds really, really good. I don't need this. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, really? And... I guess it's just because I'm a, I, I'm an old curmudgeon, if you will, in all this because I've watched wrestling for so long. You know, you're like, oh, come on, like this is so see-through. And it's one of the reasons why I hate. I one of the reasons why I hate the way I am because I wish I could watch it through the eyes of a 10, 10, 13 year old where I'm just like, no, like, don't, don't go away, Roman, don't, you know? And then he's like, well, you're the tribal chief now. I don't need this. And then he puts the lay on Jay and you see Jimmy like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is happening. And then he, drops down to one knee and then drops to a second and it's like he's you know like he's he's you know like you're my tribal chief now and then he just low blows jay and i'm just like like okay like and again like i said i hate that i'm the way i am i hate having this much time invested into wrestling you know and so I'm like okay well here comes the beatdown I was not expecting that type of a beatdown I was just expecting them just to beat him that uh, that Roman and, and Solo would just kind of you know they would each do their finisher and then that was it they'd walk away but then all of a sudden like they just start manhandling Jimmy. 
And the part that really kind of stuck to me was them putting Jay's arm in between the two ropes and making him watch as they're just dismantling Jimmy. And when he got hit the first time with the stairs, I was like, oh, God, here comes the blood. And I was like, okay, well, this is the right moment, right? And I'm like, okay, like, I can see this. I can see where this is going. And there's no blood, and I'm not going to say that there had to have been blood. We are where we're at in the progression of wrestling as it involves in television. WWE is not going to do it unless it's a live pay-per-view. AEW is going to do it any day of the week. That's just the way the two of them are. But then, like, Jimmy would just get out and, and try and save Jimmy. And it's like, okay, like, all right, like, like you know, it, Jay does what Jay does. He, you know, he survives the beatdown and just is able just to kind of, like, prolong it long enough. And then it's just like, oh, man. And then he um, solo gets on top of the, the, the railing in between the stage and the, uh, uh, the fans. And he does what he was supposed to have done uh, at the pay-per-view, but he, uh, Jimmy moved out of the way. But I was like, when he landed, I was like, oh, damn. And then that was the end of it. And then he they, they leave, and it's like, and they show the cameras as they're loading him into the, into the ambulance. And Jay's like, I, I'm not leaving. I'm staying with you. I'm right here with you. And for the rest of the night, you keep hearing that they're, that you, Jay's being evaluated and that he's where he's at and that, you know, they'll, they're going to keep us abreast of everything. It's like, okay, cool. So the rest of SmackDown was really, really good. Uh, the Sheamus versus Austin Theory match, really, really good. I, I, I don't use the word hate very often. I try not to. I, I I dislike the word. Hate is such a strong word. But I hate Pretty Deadly. I don't like them. You know? And it's like... As soon as they, they ran in there, and it was like, ugh. And then Seamus you know, decides to try and, and beat them off. And then the brawling brutes come out and it's like, okay, like you can kind of tell that that's, that you could possibly get a six man tag for SummerSlam, the brawling brutes versus Austin Theory and pretty deadly. And that'd be very, very interesting. Um, it looks as if it's going to be a triple threat match for the uh, Smack for the SmackDown title uh, between Oscar, Bianca, and Charlotte. 
and I have no problem with that. I think that would be a great match. I don't think any of them are going to win because I think EO is going to be the one that cashes in and make it a four-way, and then she's just going to and then she's going to uh, uh, win it that way. That's the way I see it. I don't know. Um, I don't really... Um, I don't, you know, like... Um, the big surprise with Edge was on the Grayson Waller effect. And they finally have themselves, they have them, uh, Grayson Waller finally has his first match on SmackDown. And it was a pretty good match. I liked it. I thought it was a decent match. Uh, Edge tells him that, you know, Edge tells him before the match at, in, the, in the talk section, he says, you know, it's either sink or swim. And then at the end of the match, after Edge wins, he says, you're all right, you're swimming. It's like, okay, cool. Like, Edge gives him kind of like that rub that, you know, that very few newcomers can get from an old veteran like him. So I thought that was kind of cool. But, uh, as I have said before, um, no, we're, we, uh, I'm everywhere tonight. Um, let's talk about Raw. And more importantly, the Damian Priest aspect of Raw because he has the money in the bank briefcase. And I think that that's a good... I think he's the... He, I kept saying that he was the right person... Uh, I said either him or L.A. Knight. I'm, I was going to be fine with either or. But I do think that him winning is going to have to be at the expense of uh, the Judgment Day. Now, as I've said before, I think the way that you can break them all up and you can still get everyone to still be in a good spot would be that Dominic costs Rhea the title and then Rhea kind of is just in one of those like she, you know, I, I don't think or have heard that she wants to take some time off. Who knows if she's going to? I'm not saying she should. But what I'm saying is that get her off TV for like a week or two and then just have her come back and, you know, because they've booked her too strong, as I've said before. And I know I've said it, and I'm pretty sure any other show has said it. They've booked her way too strong. Um, because I thought, the Natal I thought uh, on Raw, Natalia versus her, Versus Rhea Ripley, that was a pretty decent match. Uh, it finally showed that Natalya actually can still wrestle, which we all know. But the way that they kind of been treating her the last couple of weeks, it showed that Natalya probably can't wrestle anymore. But we all know she can. Um, 
I thought it was a decent match between Dominic and and Seth, uh, especially with the idea that Dominic was really going after the ribs. You could tell that that was the way it was working out in the long run. Dominic was was working the ribs. He was doing everything he could possibly do. In many ways, Dominic wasn't there to win the title. He was there to soften him up just long enough for Damian Priest to cash in. And so, you know, like Dominic, and I, and I, and this is one of the things I really liked was the fact that he was like, he hands them the money in the bank briefcase. It's like, here you go. Like, go for it. Like, I don't want the title. I don't need the title. This is for you. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's actually kind of interesting. But then Finn Balor comes out and just starts doing what he does. And, and then they, the two of them get into each other's face. And Dominic is like, boys, boys, like, come on. Like, hello. The main target that we've wanted is going to leave. And so he tries to stop him, but then he gets pedigreed and he's out. My apologies for the dramatic effect. But then uh, Seth leaves. The way that they can do it is that... Because honestly, I think that Finn is going to... I don't know what's going on with the J.D. McDonough thing because they they were teasing it for like a week or two. We really haven't seen anything. But Damien and Finn can basically walk away from each other. And then uh, Dominic had cost Rhea Ripley her title, and that's the way that they can kind of split them all up and have kind of like Dominic E still still be the bad guy, but now he's the he's the loner type. You know, like oh, you know, since she left it, you know, I, I it it's been tougher than since I was in solitary confinement. Like, okay, like seriously. But that's what I would do. I have no idea if they're gonna do it. I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, we are kind of in like a slow period right now, mainly just because we don't have anything until early August. Until I think early or mid-August is when SummerSlam happens, and that's going to be, as we all know, it's going to be in... Uh, Detroit, uh, they've announced that summer, uh, summer sorry, that Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago. I think that's that's another good spot to be in. Um, I just saw on Twitter that twenty seven years ago was the Bash at the Beach, where Hogan was the third man, and. 
a lot of people always talk about where were you when that happened. Me, I was... I was like 16 at the time. And I really wasn't... I was kind of paying attention to WCW at the time. I... Uh, I was at that point at the time where I was like... They didn't matter anymore just because I wasn't the biggest fan of of Hogan. Uh, just because he was still doing the same shtick that he had always been doing, you know, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and all that BS. But it 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 is a pivotal moment in wrestling that most people will always remember I, 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 to this day I still love the line from Heenan when Dusty Rhodes is like come on now baby and all of a sudden Heenan goes well which side is he on and all of a sudden Shivani and Dusty at the same time are almost like what are you are you kidding me and then when he comes out, he rips off the Hulk Hulkamania shirt off, and he drops the leg on on a savage, and it's like, and and Heenan's like, oh, I told you, I knew it. it. It's one of the funniest lines because, as many people have always known. Heenan and Hogan never liked each other. And Heenan just needling it with him one more time is just the funniest thing in the world. Um, I do I do think that this that this SummerSlam is a very is a very pivotal moment because It's going to be, it's just going to be very interesting to see where they go with things. Because one of the things that you kept hearing is that Drew McIntyre was only going to come back if he had either a new storyline that he enjoyed, that he liked, or he had signed a new contract. And uh, the the after pay-per-view uh, press conference that Triple H does now. And he essentially says, well, if there was any hard feelings between him and us, I, you're, I'm the first, this is the first time I've ever heard it. It's like, come on, seriously? Like, the guy's been gone since WrestleMania. You know, like, either it, that was a planned time to be off, which it could be, who knows, you know, or the rumors are true that he left because he wasn't the biggest fan of his of his booking and that he had one year left on his contract, that he had the rest of this year early into twenty twenty four and he was gonna walk away. I do have a feeling that he will probably be re signing. Uh, a very good indication is going to be if he actually wins the Intercontinental title, 
if he wins, then he's re-signed, or he's about ready to re-sign. And if he does, I think that would be a great, great thing. Um, I wanted to talk about something, and I know I mostly talk about WWE, but I wanted to talk about AEW for a second, and in particular, their uh, pay-per-view that they're going to be doing soon in Wembley Stadium. When they first announced it, every person that was a hater was like, they're not going to sell out the stadium. That is just going to drown. They're going to just be drowning in money because the overhead to, to rent out Wembley Stadium is going to be too high. And this will be what ends AEW. For this, for the uh, the capacity of what they're supposed to be with the layout of the uh, the stage, the ring, everything else, I have heard that it's over. I think about eighty thousand, a little over eighty thousand. Right now, they're at sixty something. 60-something thousand paid seats as of right now for a grand total, I think I saw, was like 11-point-something million dollars that they're going to be able to take home with them. That goes right into Tony Khan's pay. That goes right back into Tony Khan's uh, pocketbook. I am so happy for them. Because so many people shit on it. Everyone was like, why would you fucking do this? It makes no sense. It, you know, you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to do what you want to do. They're doing it. They're gonna do it well. And this was, when they booked it, you still didn't have CM Punk. And now they're like, hey, we've got all this plus we got him back like I'm just so happy for them I really really am and I'm mostly just happy because if they're doing good then that puts uh, just a little bit of pressure on WWE puts a little bit of pressure on Vince puts a little bit of pressure on Triple H, and it puts a little bit of pressure on everybody else out there in Connecticut. And to me, I'm just like, a little pressure does a, does a lot of good for some people. Because ultimately, I think that's what helps. I think competition helps so many good things. Competition helps. You know, WWE was only was really, really good when they had WCW on their backs. When they had to deal with WCW and ECW. But, you know, again, my opinion only. Um, I do think that when it's all said and done, that this particular uh, storyline will be looked back on of the bloodline of the Civil War 
is going to be looked at and going to be uh, it's going to be praised very very highly in my opinion I think a lot of people are already big fans of it and I think it's only going to get better with age um it's going to suck when it finally ends, but it's also going to be really, really kind of good because, in my opinion, I think him holding on to this title for as long as he has kind of hurts the business as a whole because you kind of put uh, so much pressure on one person. But, again, my opinion, my opinion only. Um... I'm. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to say that next week we will. Uh, I will actually be rewatching um, an old. Uh, I'm going to be rewatching an old uh, SummerSlam. Uh, I think doing this on the fly guys I'm gonna watch the 05 SummerSlam uh, do I know anything about it no I'll rewatch it and we will go from there so uh, mark your calendars for next Friday or Saturday um, and rewatch it before you listen to to what I have to say uh, I think it'll be very very interesting just because I'm doing this on the fly, so I have no fucking idea on what anything around that time is going on. I think that's what's interesting, is when you don't know what's going on, and you just randomly pick. I like it when I can randomly pick this shit and just be like, okay, we're gonna watch this, you know? Um... Uh, I do think I'm just I'm I'm seriously just thinking here guys. I do also think that um a as I've said before about Vince, I do think that Vince's um I think Vince as a whole I I think I think there's good weeks and then there's bad weeks, if that makes any sense. And I think Triple H is doing the best he can with the situation that he's been dealt with. Uh, just because I do have this feeling that, Vin that Triple H is basically just trying to... He's just trying to play a different type of... Uh, of chess with the old man and he's getting the better of him in some weeks and some weeks he's losing so let's hope that that Triple H knows what he's doing he's able to wrap up any and everything that he wants to do uh, it also looks like the other shoe's not fucking dropping um, and as I said before, until Vince does something drastically stupid, I'm still going to be watching this stuff, and I'll still be recording. Um, or until it's no longer fun. Whichever comes first, I guess, right, guys? Um, as I said, next week I will be 
I will be doing a podcast based on the 05, the 05 SummerSlam. I'm going to be talking to you all later. Uh, have a good one. Enjoy the week. And have a good day.